A lot of drama going on today, my friends. Let's get to the bottom of it. Now, of course, this is the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, which have been an entire crap show of liberal hysteria. They started an hour and a quarter late. There have been 70 arrests, more than 60 interruptions, a lot of screeching, a lot of holding your breath until you turn blue, and all the stuff that may have worked with your overindulgent parents or your overindulgent professors, but doesn't seem to work when there are capital police around. A lot of the fears, of course, is that if somebody like Brett Kavanaugh gets on the Supreme Court, then Roe v. Wade may go the way of of the dinosaur, and babies might actually have a slightly higher chance of emerging alive from their mother's socialized womb. And this is a big problem for the leftist agenda. The leftists like having abortion on demand for a number of reasons. First of all, it reorients women's sexual desire away from responsible, maybe a little bit dull, but uh, good providers kind of guys, and it has them go towards the sexually exciting, dangerous, bad boy, abs and leather pants kind of alphas who aren't going to stick around. So it makes a woman tingle in entirely the wrong direction if the government rushes in to subsidize her sexual irresponsibility. In other words, if she gets pregnant by some guy who doesn't stick around, well, in the past, she'd give it up for adoption. Uh, She would have her parents raise it, lots of different options that would be better for the kid. But now the government will surround her with a moat of imaginary fiat monopoly money paying for the abortion or... I guess alternatively, paying for government housing, for welfare, for food stamps, for health care. Boom, boom, boom. You can marry the state so you can bang the alpha bad boy. And it really just comes down to who's going to get their dicks wet. Is it going to be the guy currently friend-zoned as a backup for the woman's 30s? Or is it going to be the alpha bad boy that every woman knows she should stay away from, but which makes a woman tingle nonetheless? So abortion is a big problem. Also, of course, if a woman has to accept negative consequences for irresponsible sexuality, she might want to get married a little bit younger. She might want to have children a little bit younger. And that means, of course, not being in the workforce, not paying all the taxes that women go out into the workforce to pay so that governments can bribe women having irresponsible babies with irresponsible men or irresponsibly having babies with irresponsible men. Also, of course, if women have babies younger, then they defer the wonderful process of ending up tens of thousands of dollars in debt in order to be indoctrinated into hating absolutely everything about their lives, their civilization, men, family, the future, and the country that they live in, and the freedoms that they are rapidly squandering. So yeah, it's a big deal. Now, Roe v. Wade, if it devolves down to the states, they'll likely chip away, uh, chip away at abortion rights rather than eliminate them completely. But nonetheless, it is a challenge for the leftist agenda. Now, Couple of, a couple of interesting things happened during these, uh, this confirmation hearing. So a bunch of leftists saw something that they just plain didn't like. It was just astounding. So there's this woman who was sitting behind Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh during these confirmation hearings. And I can't believe this. Absolutely astonishing. Do you know what she did? A long hearing, lots of interruptions, lots of hysteria. By God, do you know what she did? The crazy woman folded her arms. And and <laughs> so crazy. What she did, I can't really mimic it, but what she did was she folded her arms like this, right? And and some paranoid dog whistle tinnitus <laughs> crazed lunatics zoomed in on this and said, Oh my gosh, she's she's making a, a white nationalism, white power symbol gesture. <laughs> and this apparently is the theory, the story. Now, for those who don't know, this okay 
a gesture. Hey, there's your meme. This okay gesture has been turned into a sanity test for liberal dog whistle delusional merchants by 4chan. 4chan created this rumor that this was a white power symbol and therefore anybody who uses it is dog whistling to fellow Nazis. (laughs) And so this is wild. Now, here's something interesting that happens with the media. When they introduce someone they don't like, you know, Alex Jones or Mike Cernovich, maybe even me, what they do is they say, noted conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist, you see now. By God, you people can never use this term again if you didn't push back against this rampant lunacy. Um, Because this is not a white power symbol, and even if it was, that's not what she was doing. She was resting her arm in a way that was comfortable for her, and she is not a secret hidden Nazi. That is a crazy conspiracy theory. If you didn't push back against it, perhaps you'd like to take a big glass of shut the hell up the next time you call anyone a conspiracy theorist. Because who is this woman? This woman who folded her arms in a Nazi way. <laughs> Things I have to say in this show. Let me get back to philosophy. Soon, soon. Who is she? Well, she used to clerk for Kavanaugh. And she worked for Trump's administration. And she's now uh, in Texas Attorney General's administration. And that's about it. Is she a secret white nationalist? No. She has a Mexican mother. She has a Jewish father. And her grandparents barely survived the Holocaust. So... Not a lot of checkboxes there for a secret hidden Nazi, but it's the kind of funny thing, you know, if there were lots of Nazis around, would you need to interpret one woman folding her arms as a big secret Nazi? Like, this whole thing. She checked her phone, and then she made the symbol. Why? Why would she do that? Even if she was, which she's not, why would she bother doing that? Who's she trying to signal? Is there no better? If she already has a cell phone, she could say some... Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Madness. I mean, she's a Harvard-educated lawyer, she's a quality person, and now she has been labeled a Nazi. <sighs> now, so let's take hidden subtle hand gestures from hell and look at Aretha Franklin's funeral, which happened last week in Detroit. Now, what a lot of people focused on was the fact that young pop singer Ariana Grande seemed to be given an unpulpit mammogram by Aretha Franklin's funeral pastor, who then actually kind of made racist jokes about her name. And then the world was treated to the horribly indecent spectacle of watching Skeletor-diseased uncle Bill Clinton ogling Ariana Grande. Actually, Ariana Grande was singing You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, and maybe that's what the pastor was trying to do, was to figure out if she was, in fact, a natural woman. But Bill Clinton was then ogling her in that creepy undead uncle way. I mean, he ogled her the way that Hillary Clinton ogles race-baiting, sexual assault cover-ups, Russian money, and war! Hideous, but that still was not the biggest event of Aretha Franklin's funeral. So we have secret Nazi symbols made up in people's minds through hysteria, and then you see who shows up at Aretha Franklin's funeral. Yes, that's right. Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Now, he didn't just show up. He wasn't lurking in the background. He wasn't pretending to be an usher. He was given a seat of honor right on the pulpit at the funeral. Who does he have? He's got the Reverend Jesse Jackson. He's got former President President Bill Clinton, MSNBC commentator and activist Al Sharpton. All by his side, he's hanging out with Eric Holder. The whole deal. Secret Nazi hand gesture from woman. Louis Farrakhan admires Adolf Hitler and blames the Jews for 9-11. Stay out of my comment section, people. I don't like it. Just astounding. <laughs> So in The Village Voice in 1985, this was a, um, 
a description of the view of Louis Farrakhan, and I quote, The white man was a devil grafted from black people in an evil genetic experiment by a mad pumpkin-headed scientist named Jacob. That experiment took place 6,000 years ago. Now, the white man was doomed, sentenced to destruction by Allah. (laughs) Sounds legit. I like the detail of he's pumpkin-headed, you know, because that's the kind of eyewitness detail that really sells that kind of story. So people are really, really concerned, you see, about white nationalism because, you see, there could be somebody who wants a race-based country out there. Hey, you know who that person is? Louis Farrakhan. (laughs) Ah, So we've got one paranoid imaginary hand gesture that has nothing to do with white nationalism. And you have a Hitler-admiring, kind of race-baiting guy who wants a black ethnostate right there next to ex-President Clinton. And thank God, not President uh, Hillary Clinton and so on. This is the absolute state of the media. One gets massive attention or East isn't pushed back up against the other is barely commented on at all. Now, let us move back to Kavanaugh for a moment because something else happened. So just to get a sense of what's going on in this courtroom where the confirmation hearings, you've got 70 absolute nutcases arrested. You've got over 60 delays. It has to start 75 minutes late because of endless disruptions. Now, they're all called protesters. You know, when conservatives do it, it's a stunt. But when leftists do it, it is a protest. They've been screaming. They've been rending their garments, tearing out their hair all day. And it got so bad that Brett Kavanaugh actually had to have his children removed from the courtroom for their own safety. So it's a dangerous, volatile, explosive area. Now, as Judge Kavanaugh left for his lunch break, some unidentified individual approached him. And sometimes it looked like he was pointing, sometimes it looked like he was holding out his hand. But before Judge Kavanaugh was able to shake his hand, security had intervened. Why? Because security is doing their job, which we'll get to in a sec. But this guy is named, the guy who came up to shake Kavanaugh's hand, his name's Fred Gutenberg. Now, he's a father of the park, of a Parkland shooting victim, and he's very anti-Second Amendment, very pro-gun control and so on. So let's just say there's a significant difference of opinion. Now, this guy, Fred Gutenberg had previously posted online saying, I will be at Kavanaugh hearings, and I hope to play a role in ensuring that this man does not become the next Supreme Court justice. So he's an activist. He's not just coming there as a sad dad. He is an activist. And you've got this crazy explosive situation. You have a media whipped up frenzy. But Judge Kavanaugh is supposed to be just, yeah, it's fine. Some strange guy's approaching me after all of these protesters get arrested, after all of these threats have been going on, because he has no idea that this guy's name is Fred Gutenberg, whose daughter was killed in the Parkland shooting. He has no idea. No idea. But the liberal media went completely insane that Kavanaugh did not shake Gutenberg's hand, even though they have massive disagreements on fundamental rights, such as the right to own and bear arms, which is a very foundational right. And I guess uh, Gutenberg doesn't like um, guns because his daughter was shot in a gun-free zone. So I'm sure if you're making all of America a gun-free zone, it's going to work out just as well for everyone as it did for other minorities in Germany in the 1930s or for other groups in the here and now. So his, quote, refusal to shake the hand of this guy is because the media, you see, is pushing forward this narrative that you have to be very civilized, you see, to people who disagree with you. Very civilized to people who you've got to shake their hand, you've got to be nice to them. And if you don't, 
Well, you're just a terrible human being. This is pretty damn rich coming from the media who have a knee-jerk sociopathic habit of trying to attack and destroy anyone who doesn't agree with their agenda. For God's sakes, these people who say, well, you've got to shake the hand of people who disagree with you, they openly shill and support Antifa who regularly physically violently attack people who don't agree with them. When Lauren Southern and I were in Australia recently, we were doing a speech, we had some arguments to make, we had some data, we wanted to enjoy conversations with an audience, and we did. But it was a little bit challenging because, you see, outside the venue, when we had buses carrying people into the city, one of the reasons we had to have a venue outside the city was because of threats to the venue. But, uh, yeah, you had a bunch of leftist activists uh, attacking the buses, throwing things at the bus windows, trying to tip over the buses with people inside them, ripping the sides off buses. Did the media say, well, this is intolerable, this is horrifying, this is appalling? Well, a few did, but kind of most didn't. Most times they run a cover-up for violence against conservatives, against libertarians, against anybody who's not hard left. So then this idea, well, he didn't shake his hand. (sighs) You've got to be kidding me. (sighs) This is the kind of weird trap that you end up with, right? Because the leftist media whips up all of this hatred. Trump is a Nazi. Everybody's a Nazi. Everybody's a white nationalist. Everybody's a white supremacist. Everybody's into white power. It's all, everyone's an, ah, right? And, and this hatred has effects. Like today, someone just drove a truck into a Fox affiliate studio building, uh, screaming that everybody inside was a traitor. You remember when a Bernie bro shot up Republicans playing baseball, firing at least 70 rounds at them? My God. That's just two off the top of my head. There's endless examples of violence against Trump supporters that is perfectly accepted, if not supported, or certainly ignored by the media. And they're like, well, you didn't shake his hand. Good God, if we could get leftists coming up to shake our hands, it'd be fantastic. When Lauren and I went to go out and talk to protesters, we just got screamed at, called horrible names, told to F off and go away. A handshake would be a vast improvement. So the media trying to complain that Kavanaugh is being somehow uncivil by not shaking someone's hand who he strongly and politically and foundationally and fundamentally disagrees with? (sighs) You're complaining about a lack of civility? Look in the mirror, Iagos. It's you.